Welcome to Monkey Music Show. So, how you doing, man? Very, very well. Thank you very much. How you doing, Sean? Is that your Good. studio? It you... is my basement, man, cavey sort of family room. You're, you're a single yeah. father, and you're kind of busy taking care of your kid, and doing homeschooling, and trying to balance uh, work life. It's, right? uh, it's 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 never boring. You know, there's. Uh, I get up and I start working on music, and then at some point. You know, you got to get breakfast going, and then you got to get homeschool going, and then there's uh, lunch or snack time, and then you got, you know, you got to, you got to run the kids, right? You know, you got to know twice. So, you know, getting getting the energy out, getting we call it getting the wiggles out by <laughs> say five six in the evening is um, is crucial. You know, yeah. Otherwise, at that point in the day. It, it's pretty unsettled, you know, they start getting into trouble, you know. So I don't know how you guys do it. Trouble, I, all, my, all, my, all my kids are older. Yeah. Oh, good. I feel bad. It's going to be hard. Well, I can say for you, though, because now you're not touring. You get to be with, with your child who's in no, kindergarten. That's a, silver, that's a silver lining. The, the, the blessing in all of this is I was pretty busy in uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd be other places in the world or the country and uh, just wishing I could be home with with my boy yeah. and come 2020 in March, that's all, all I was doing. You know, I got to it, be with it's, yeah. seven, you know, all the way up until now, you know, see, it's pretty fantastic. And this is the best age. Like now first grade, second grade, it was like, daddy, it's this and that. And then they start getting a little rambunctious to get older. I yeah. figure by the time your kids 11, 12, that's when you guys got to play in your double live album, your use your illusion tour for two and a half years and become a teenager. So you're yeah. just gone. <laughs> <laughs> those are the bad years you know, if uh if uh the universe sees fit to uh you know put us on the road for two years and everything's cool you know i'll, I'll gladly go you know what i mean you guys are uh, you guys are in for the long haul you guys are uh, a classic band. yeah we're lifers we've been doing this uh you know buck cherry's been in the game now for 20 years uh i've been along for the ride for the last 15 yeah so uh yeah. You guys have some ups and downs too, like commercially. And I can tell you, man, when you guys first came out, even before your band, I was like, yes, rock and roll. And yeah. then it's some success. And then it felt like it had a dip. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stay, stay. So the fact that you guys have persevered and gone back up and stayed. I think, you know, like Josh puts it like, you know, we've been this island in uh, the music scene. And uh, we've kind of had our own sound and uh, music and, um, and I think you know the the the, the music scene or environment kind of comes back around. It, it keeps circling. Like you know, we'll get a lot of air, radio airplay at one point, and then it'll go around, and then it'll come around again, and mm -hmm. we, we get a lot of play. So what, what's been a constant is our live show has been pretty consistent. We have a pretty great fan base, and uh, we've built a great touring business. And uh, our numbers there are, are, are pretty solid. So, I feel like one of the few bands I've yet to see live. So, hopefully, when this is over, you guys will be up in New England. Um, which you also, though, for your music, though, you guys don't, you, I think you guys dip your toes in different types. though. you guys, you know, you have different styles. Like, you guys are not closed minded. Like, you have Gretchen Wilson, and you guys have to, or your side project, you guys did uh, Spray Gun War, or. Um, the remixes of uh, the Buck Sherry song of, uh, um, you know, crazy. Like you guys are not saying, nope, it's just one type of music. 
Yeah, I think we, we've been influenced, you know, coming up, we we were influenced by um, a lot of different music, anything from, you know, ACDC and the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith, but then we also listened to Prince, and then Josh was into a lot of punk rock. Um, I, I got into a lot of Motown and R&B and soul, so... I, I think um, that comes out, you know, later. And I think there again, since we were already uh, kind of in our own kind of genre, that uh, it allows us, it affords us the opportunity to, to play whatever we want, you know. So we, if we, whether we, we venture off and do albums under a different name uh, or, or just do acoustic versions, um, of 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 uh, the existing music, it all stop. It, it all when it, when you render it down, it, it's all still Buck Cherry, you know. It is. I mean, I think. Um, I think. So actually, while we're on topic, so so your uh, Spray Gun War album, mm-hmm. a lot of hot and cold. People either liked it or they didn't like it. In fact, there's a lot of in between with it. Pretty polarized. Pretty polarized. But that's okay. I mean, it start. That one started out as. Uh, you know, Josh came to me and said, Hey, I want to, I want some, put some music up on my, he had a skate clothing company, skate company. And, uh, he just wanted some, uh, tracks to kind of go underneath, you know, what you're looking at. And then, uh, we kept going and, uh, and what we did was we were recording in hotel rooms and, and in my laundry room back at my old house. And, uh, and I think uh, we even got Tommy Lee to help out in the uh, production duties. So uh, that was fun. It was different. Um, you know, it, it was it was also uh, kind of our introduction to doing our own production at home and uh, trying, uh, let's say, different music. So uh, I don't regret any of that. I, I had a lot of fun. And uh, and that also kind of brought us to uh, Josh Todd and the Conflict, so um, which uh, we got to kind of uh, stretch out in different directions as well. Yeah, so. well, I feel like you don't really have a, a thing anyhow with Buck Cherry. I kind of feel like with Josh Todd and the Conflict was kind of just an extension anyhow. But just when Josh Todd had his, his original band that he did the first thing, weren't you part of that original solo band? Uh, yeah, I was in I was in a solo band uh, for about five minutes towards the end of it. Um, yeah, I think when, when you have Josh singing and, and me playing guitar, um, whether you change, uh, the color of the room, uh, and the curtains and the car, I mean, it's still going to sound like us. Yeah. I, I, I think with that album, I mean, first off, I, I tell everybody, I love the fact that I think every artist should do, they should always do something different. You shouldn't like going to the same job for 20 years, doing the same thing, eating the same lunch. It's like, no, you got to do something different. So yeah. I think artists need to do something different. You can't do the same album. You can't do it. So I always think that's cool. Whether our, the fans like it or not, I think it's important that the band does it. Yeah. I think when the fans heard it, they, they heard you guys. You guys yeah. were rocking, rocking, and they hear the guitar. And the next thing you know, don't I hear Josh sing? Yeah. And yeah. Took everybody off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think yeah. people were just kind of thrown. You know, they're like, oh, uh, wait, I, that's not what I wanted. I thought it was going to be just a, a different Buck Cherry is what we thought. Yeah, I no, I think you know for the most part, uh, just for me when I when when I'm hearing it, it just sounds, um, it's it just sounds like us, you know what I mean. So, um, I don't know. I I think a lot of different groups, um, 
there's a handful that have done the same thing throughout their career. And then there's others, you know, like ACDC. When you're putting on that album, you know what you're going to get. Um, I think with the Buck Cherry album, you're, you're essentially doing the same thing. You know, we're going to have a little different sounds, but we're growing as writers, you know. the the um, Initially, what the band, the, the writers of the band were, were Keith and Josh, and then Keith left. So, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I took over in, the, in that department. So it's going to vary a little bit, mm -hmm. but at the heart of it all, it's, it's, it's the same band. You know? With this next one, um, it's, the, the album's called Breaking Down the Barricade. And, um, and we worked on this one with Marty Fredrickson, who's uh, like the sixth member of Aerosmith. And uh, <laughs> so there, there's, there's going to be, there's, you know, the feel is going to be a little bit different as well. You know, I think, you know, it's just kind of, you go down that path of songwriting and you grow and, uh, and also as a player, you grow and uh, things change too. Um, so like what, what I, what I think is important in songs or in playing. So uh, that's going to affect, you know, everything in the recording process. So you came in for 15 at that point. So you're at the end of Josh Todd's solo thing. He yeah. pulls you in with him onto the new, onto 15. Mm -hmm. At that point, that was the band's really kind of the second, second wind really and big breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, him and um, Josh and Keith were the, the main songwriters. Yeah. You're the new guy. I mean, obviously you're not new guy, new guy, but you knew them, you know, whatever. Yeah, knew were you them. part of the songwriting process though? Uh. I wasn't as much as I am now. Um, I got to contribute, um, but uh, it was mainly uh, Josh and Keith then, you know, yeah. me and Jimmy uh, got to contribute a little bit and uh, throughout time, um, one or two songs um, per album and uh, or, or at least be in the room, you know, mm -hmm. we'd be, we'd be uh, like, Xavier and I, and it was Jimmy, and then later Kelly, we'd contribute, like we'd be in the room as the riffs were being, you know, right. worked on. Uh, so, but the skeletons were uh, um, formed uh, with with the, uh, the two, Josh and Keith, and then I guess kind of more fleshed out with the, the rest of the band later. It wasn't until, it wasn't until uh, let's say spray gun war where I started participating more in, in the, uh, the whole production side and, and, and writing, you know, the, the solo at the end, uh, after no regrets that you wrote that. Yeah. That no is ridiculously regrets. awesome. That is, that is the best. That's probably like the best solo in the album. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for noticing. Um, I, yeah, it's a uh, song in G and uh chicken pig. You know, I, I was listening to, I think, uh, a couple of years prior, I was listening to a lot of Brad Paisley, Chet Atkins, um, and uh, I just think that um, I, I, there was a lot of similarities, you know, like if I could pull off the solo in like a major pentatonic instead of a minor pentatonic, uh, it, it'd be a lot of fun, you know, and the song kind of is like a social distortion song. More, more and, solos like that. That was, that was really, I really kind of. Yeah, I'm working on a guy. I'm working on producing a guy named Jack Cash right now, and that's more of in a rockabilly vein. 
kind of like what uh, you know no regrets is kind of like yeah. it's more of a rockabilly pop you know like he's he's in a these psycho belt uh psychobilly um rockabilly type groups and uh and he's come up in punk rock and rock and roll and then uh he came to me and said he wanted to do some solo stuff and he played it for me and i and, and then we just kind of came up with a sound that's you know more pop and uh it's like maybe casting a wider net you know what i mean yeah so, um but yeah you should definitely check out some of that there's there's a song called la county blues it's uh uh, very well, at least solo wise, uh, like no regrets. You know? Yeah. But if the numbers go down, uh, the cases of COVID, let's say, you know, mm -hmm. if the numbers go down, then, um, we'll be able to, um, kind of work backwards. Well, from a release date or summer touring or spring touring, I think we, we've got some shows booked in February, but, uh, Let's say if the numbers start going down now, then we then they're gonna say, well, we're gonna we're gonna start booking shows for spring, moving forward, mm -hmm. so we can. Um, and if we can tour, then we'll put out the album. Does, does that make sense? So yeah, it does. We'll, we'll kind of make we'll set a release date and then book a tour from there. So I think about a year, or was it a year and a half? Before it all kind of uh, everyone, it, the whole scene just started dissipating because shows were being canceled. And uh, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, complaining does nothing. You know what I mean? So in getting proactive, you know, like people, you know, maybe, you know, like there's some people that believe that, the, you know, like I talked to somebody uh, earlier today whose friend doesn't believe that there's an actual virus out there, you know? So if there's people out there like that, not wearing masks and, 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 um, you know, just, uh, kind of being irresponsible, you know, like, let's say they're, you know, like, let's err on the side the you know, like, let's just, I don't know. I, I you know, I've, I've got all these thoughts on it and I know that it's really polarized, it shouldn't uh, be. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, uh, you know, and I, I don't I don't want to get too political about it. But, you know, if, if if just being safe brings the numbers down, you know, let's let's and, and the, then the scene will come back. You know, like you know. Josh is even out there. He's on the front lines um, because, you know, he's a guy that needs to keep busy. You know, it's a dangerous place. This is a dangerous place to be, you know, when it's when everything's idle. So yeah. he went out and uh, he's in the front lines uh, testing people. You know, is he? Yeah, and uh, I think it's... that would be quite a surprise to pull up and be like, "Oh no, I got to do the testing. It's awful." And then he's there. <laughs> well, I mean, you might not know. I mean, he's all covered up. You know, he's basically in a hazmat suit. And uh, man, I know, like it, it's it's admirable. I, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't want to go out there and do that. But yeah. um, he's out there testing, and he's like within the course of a day, he'll 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 test several people that have it, like seven, ten people. Like that's a lot, you yeah. know. And um, I know the at-risk people. You know, there's a certain type that um, 
it, it's a really bad news for. I know kids uh, show, you know, they're asymptomatic or show very little signs, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's we're at three hundred thousand deaths, related deaths. So um, let's just, you know, like let's get on with it. Fucking like, like let's do what we need to do, so we can keep, you know. I mean, like everything is shut down and going out of business. You know, let's 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 move on. I'm okay with wearing a mask. I don't even like germs as it is. Like before this even happened, <laughs> I, my my kids aren't even allowed to hug me after September. Uh, you know. <laughs> To the spring, I'm like cold and flu season, guys. Give daddy a hug because it's going to end into the warm weather again. If you don't see flowers, we're not hugging. I know. I, you know, like, I know you just lost probably half your viewers by, by you know, us going into this uh, I doubt conversation, that. but I don't know. Like, what are we supposed to do now? You know, like, it's like, like, let's, let's get on with it. You know, let's do what we need to do so we can all get back to work and start seeing friends and family more often and 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 not be, you know, when and going back to what you were talking about with masks, you know, like when I was flying before and getting sick, to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of flights. And when I said, you know, I started wearing a mask before all this COVID stuff. Oh, do you? And, and um, you know, Josh started and he was getting sick uh, a lot less. So I started wearing one and I was getting, I, I wasn't getting sick anymore. So, you know, like there's something to it, you know, like people are like, oh yeah, it's going to get right through that mask. And, you know, like, you know, social distancing and masks helps, you know, totally. So and- I also hope it changes people in their views of coffee breath, man, you, you know, makes them more aware of what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I have coffee <laughs> breath right now, you know, you're making you're- coffee and then wear your mask and be like, you know what, maybe next time before I go out, <laughs> <Tic-tac>. <laughs> right, right. And so with the album process, you already got a new album done, ready. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, took, we banged one out, uh, in, in no time because w- what we, we had, Josh and I had been since quarantine, we started writing. And by the time October, uh, September, uh, September came around, we were ready to, uh, start tracking another album. But what we did is we went to Nashville and we start we wrote uh, an- another batch of songs with uh, Marty Fredrickson, and we were all ready to go by uh, t- October to record. We were so ready that it o- literally took us less than ten days to record the whole thing. How many songs? Like a full ten, twelve? Well, ten, ten. We recorded ten, but we wrote over twenty-five. You guys should do a double album. We could, we could, we thought about it, but in right now it's just like. You know, a lot of people aren't releasing full-length albums. Like a lot of people just release singles and videos. So, um, you know, we we decided to cull the whole thing down to ten. And uh, and the Japan release, we're going to release two extras. Um, But uh, and we were like, well, what what do you? You know, I was talking with Josh. Which ones do you want to give up? You know what I mean? Which yeah. ones do you want to keep for the next album, uh, you know, to work on? So, yeah, I, I, you know, like, I just keep going, you know. At some point in the writing process, you hit a brick wall, and that's when the, 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 it's good to have these, you know. But um, we have a, a new process now with Marty that is uh, really works for us and that we really like, so... Uh, 
you, you have a, a new guy in the band. I actually spoke to recently, Billy. Billy Rowe. Man, he is fantastic. Guy, the, coolest, the coolest dude ever. Um, yeah, he's been around, you know, just like the rest of us in the band, we had all been kind of traveling in similar circles or close knits or, or close circles for years since uh, the early 90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s. So um, he was in a band called Jet Boy yeah. and uh, uh, had some success with them. And uh, I remember when I got to L.A., uh, I saw them open for Guns N' Roses at this legendary oh, wow. show. And... Um, I didn't realize we were the same age. I just you know, assumed that, you know, he was in an older guy in a band. He was a grown up. Right. He might have a car and a license too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he had all the style. He had all the cool guitars. He had all the cool licks. He was friends <laughs> with all the dudes in Guns N' Roses. So, um, I th and I think we, we just talked about, um, there was a show at the country club that I think my old band opened. Um, but anyway, fast forward uh, a bunch of years, he became a guitar builder, maker. Yep. Here. Rock and relics. Rock and roll relics. And uh, he makes an awesome guitar. And uh, yeah, he actually he painted this one. Um, anyway... He painted this oh, nice. and, uh, and relicked it. Uh, but anyway, um, fast forward. The way, you know, we've always been in touch. I'd see him at NAM, NAM show. Uh, and then uh, right as Keith Nelson left the band, I remember giving him a call. And... Um, we uh, we were talking to several people at the time, and Kevin Rankin was one of them. And uh, he recently uh, over over the summer we were supposed to do a show, and he kind of broke the news that he wanted to be home with his family. So I gave Billy a call back, and um, he's like, "Yeah, dude. I mean, he's so easygoing. He's like, yeah, no, he totally. Is. We had a, we had a chill. Day. I was asking him. I'm like, man." I go on YouTube. There's risks for everything, but feel the shake. There's like one. I go. You need to put something up there. You need to start posting some Jet Boy riffs up online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah, he is great. He's he such a such a cool. You know, like, and he's a he's a he's a great rock and roll roll historian. You know, um, and 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 anytime I have questions about like certain pickups or wood or paint or, or just guitar styles yeah. he's like you know so welcome to see back to the second part of our of our interview here so that's why we're dressed a little differently yeah <laughs> come back I, I get some time I, to check out it's the same interview i just changed because i spilled coffee on my shirt yeah. and it's dark out it's been a long talk of covid <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so welcome back to the show so uh, i had a chance to listen to the new album that uh the preview and uh it's it's really good Awesome. Uh, what's it, what, do you guys have a title for the name? The upcoming album is called Breaking Through the Barricade. Ah, that goes along with the song titles. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually went through and gave myself some little notes to go through all the songs. because. Okay. All right. So honest review, I think this is probably 
the, as good an album as the first one and 15. It's, it's right up there. It's a top tier album. I, I don't know what's different about it. The so- all the songs are different. I think there's a swagger to it. There's, I, here's what I think it is. Well, well, here, all right, all right go ahead. What do, you, what do you think it is? I, I'm thinking, yeah, you know how, you know the answer. <laughs> I think the two guitars play together differently because the energy, and it's a different setup now, but they yeah. work so well together. They complement each other. Yeah. In a very, in a very, you know, like Aerosmith and Stones and, and, you know, all those bands, the guitars work together. GNR, you know. They play different things, but they work together. That's what I'm hearing on this album. Doesn't yeah. sound like them, but it's well. We uh, there, there's a couple things different on this. A few di- different things on this album, but um, yeah, I, I think we made a conscious effort to keep it a rock and roll album. Not that it we is. haven't in the past. Um, we were working with Marty Fredrickson, who's kind of the sixth member of Aerosmith, uh, and has written. Um, a lot of songs for them mm-hmm. and a lot of other people um very successful and um i i just think that we we josh and i and marty as a a, a writing unit uh we really hit a stride real right away we had written 20 some songs before we went in mm-hmm. and um we we took some time to since COVID was, the quarantine was happening. We, we took some time, went to Nashville and really crafted uh, a bunch of songs. And, and we were really clear on how we wanted each song to sound, you know? So, yeah, I, I think the guitar work, um, I think it's, uh, it, we, we also wanted to keep it in the spirit of 70s Aerosmith. Uh, yes. 70s ACDC, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe 70s Roll, uh, Rolling Stones. So though it had those uh, elements. But there's also, you know, uh, 70s Sex Pistols, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I well, think the, the first I th- one is like that. I think um, keeping those things in mind, we uh, accomplished a lot. Oh, it's it's so good and I, I i put my finger on i think and i think when i walked away it's like i think it's the guitar play i mean yeah. josh he's a good singer he's he's always flawless when he does a ballad he sings it heartfelt i mean you know he's always spot on so yeah. it's always as consistent yeah so the music's a little different in the band and i think it's the guitar play on this one that really kind of the way it, it weaves yeah. back and forth on this one yeah. um you know and and as um i i think it's a little bit more refined this this time around too um i wasn't you know like i wasn't i wasn't crafting solos to just you know to to shred i was i was yeah. crafting you know you most players in rock that are in a band that are uh, that is um i think if, if you're not a joe bonamassa or uh somebody that gets a whole song uh, or extended to craft uh, and create, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lead and all that. Mo- most guys only get four eight bars. You know what I mean. So what I what what I did was kind of really play for the song, but you know, like peppering in you know like new licks I've learned throughout the you know the year. The it, year. It's it is good. I mean, um, so was Billy part of this? Yeah, 
Yeah. He wasn't as part of it as much as uh, I would have liked, but he's also coming in at the 11th hour. You know, right, which I mean? you did at one point. You were the new kid at one point with the other guitar front hair writing songs. I, w- I was the new kid uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, but at one point you were the new kid coming in. The other guy was writing all the songs on guitar. Yeah. So, uh, you know what it's like? But you guys sound good together. It's it's um, I'm, I'm excited to see you guys play live. That's going to be great. Yeah, the I album. Think, I think there's a, a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of, I think, you know, we, pl- we spent a lot of time just jamming in the garage here. And um, it really works well together. I, I think we, we come from the same school. I think um, he covers a lot of the areas that I, I don't, you know, as far yeah. as slide playing. Um, and, you know, like he's, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's, he's really got the Joe Perry thing down. So. Uh, it feels more in the pocket. You he's, know. In, he's super in the pocket. He's super Malcolm. Um, yeah, and he's just a rock and roll uh, fan. He's a historian, you know, and he's a, especially with rock and roll guitar, you know. And yeah, he's ridiculous. He it, you know, and uh, yeah, we love him. He's awesome. That's excellent. So um, actually, so real quickly, what about your dates? So you, you're still looking at those dates? You guys had a few makeup dates? They're going to happen? Now the vaccine's going. Uh, well, the vaccine's going, but by the time, I mean, our numbers here in California as of right now, which is January 2021, um, they're through the roof and they're climbing, I guess, you know, all over the country, they're through the roof. They're, it's ridiculous. So, um, but in answer to your question, yes, uh, they were canceled oh. three days ago and later that day, um, they were put back on uh, with a limited capacity. So I don't know so, what so that means. It means it's going to be canceled again. <laughs> uh, no, I, really, I, well, I hope not. But uh, You guys need to work. You guys need to work. I hope so, too. Yeah, you you guys... know, we all need to work. It's, it's like, let's, let's get on with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's... So this album here is the album I was talking about. I'm like, everybody has to come out from COVID on their best album. So congratulations. <laughs> you guys are the first ones out of the gate that I've heard that has okay. yeah. justifying the COVID album, I tell you, man. Um, so I'll, so I'll go through the steps here, some of the, uh, the tracks, all right? Yeah. So five, four, three, two, one. Yes. That I would probably call your Sex Pistols song. One word, supersonic. It's just crazy. The energy's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's a high energy. Um... You know, Marty, uh, you know, he, we were just talking about creating, um, but before we start a song, he just like talked about the energy and he also said, you know, he told me it all starts with a beat. It, the beat's got to be solid. So sometimes we mm-hmm. go into songs, um, before we even address the riff, we, we'd spend a couple hours on just the, the right beat, the coolest beat. I know that sounds um a little much but uh no actually that was actually in my notes of some of the songs about the drumming in this the rhythm in this album well yeah i mean you feel it we would first program and then and then we would we would send them off to francis and 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 to kelly and to billy and what would happen over the span of 2020 um they would be getting songs one at a time a group at a Mm -hmm. time 
and then make it their own. So we would send out the skeleton, they would give it flesh and a personality. You know what I mean? But um, it would all start with the beat. And that's like, for, for a live band, that's the most important, one of the most important things. Like, oh, yeah. are people going to dance to it? Are they going to move to it? Does it move them? You know what I mean? So, uh, and I think it works, you know? Like, oh, this album, yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice pair of jeans, like your favorite pair of jeans. It's just, it fits right. You know, it's, you know what it is. It's Buck Cherry. It's Buck Cherry. It's a, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So, you know, that song is, like I said, it's, it's crazy. It's fun energy. It's a good song. Yeah. So then, you know. The next one is, is so hot. And yeah. that, that's one I wanted to key in on. We're doing a video for that one at the end of the month. I'm okay. here to tell you, um, my manager called me right before this and he was like, yeah, talk about, you know, like, I'm here to let you know that we're filming at the end of the month. It'll probably be released in March. Now, the caveat is this all hinges on um, what's going on with COVID. Yeah. And when if the numbers, God willing, go down, um, then they will start booking. They will start with the release dates. Yep. So that'll be probably like summer. And then they'll back it up with promotion, marketing, strategy, and, you know, booking tours. I so, get that. Um, but the marketing is, you know, the marketing or, or promoting on social media will start in March. So that's when So Hot will be released in March. Okay. That is awesome. You know, this is one of the songs. You can do 10 songs, 10 singles. If you have to just do some of those lyric videos. I'm telling you, man. That might be, it's funny you say that because we might be doing that, you know, because no, they, seriously, I mean, it, they're all standalone songs. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing we were, were striving for is, you know, like an album filled with songs that were awesome all on their own. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Mitch LaFont. You know, it's good when you're going to work and you pull up and you're, you pull up in your car. Sorry. You pull up and you're listening like, to the album. You, know, you have like one, two songs left and you're like, oh, I'm going to be late for work. Well, I'll be late for work then, you know, and then like, there you go. That's, that's the witness test for it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, and so hot is a rock. It is a straight out. Yeah. It's a rock song. It's rock and roll. And it's, it's the, whole the, the whole album in my, in my opinion, there's, there's one slow one, but it's not, you know, I'd say it, it's not like, sorry, you know what no. I mean? But it's no. more like, um, it's more like, Hey Jude, you know right. what I mean? It is. It's, it's, um, Oh, look at that! I got that one. So, Hellbound, that one feels almost that it has much more of the '70s bluesy guitar play feel to me. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's great. It's very, it's still heavy. It still rocks, yeah, but it yeah. feels like it's got a little bit of a different. Um, the groove to that one is really strong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, it, that's that's like if ACDC and Aerosmith had a a love child. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, no, but it's it's good though. It doesn't sound like like I said. That's the, that's the point. I mean, some bands yeah. are just total ripoffs. Yeah. You, you coming from the, like from a guitar player standpoint, you know, like, yeah. and then once it gets to Josh, it becomes Josh's, you know, and it becomes mm -hmm. Buck Berry. you know, no matter what he sings on, it becomes. That's yes, what, yeah. I agree with you on that one. That's so his voice, viable, you know, and unique. So, and his voice is so strong. It is, you know, a voice is an instrument, but his his voice is like then two instruments then because. You know his range is so crazy. Um, yeah, he's uh, all right. Yeah, gun, gun. See, that one that's got a that's once again that's kind of like Hellbound, got that 
fun bouncy guitar in it to me you know yeah that one's uh on the aerosmith tip for sure yeah. um uh evan frederickson played b3 on there and uh that's marty's son um billy on slide of course um Okay, what can I tell you? It's it's still steeped in that '70s rock and roll guitar rock. Oh, it's, All that matters is what's your review. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's killer, man. I, I seriously, I, I couldn't wait to get to, to go back with you and do this interview. I was like, whole like when I heard it the first day, I was like, I can't wait to talk to you. Um, awesome. So then, all right, here I come. That is just like a straight ahead rocker, man. That is just yeah. That's that's so. If you think of an album, we thought of it as uh, a vinyl, you know, like a vinyl release. So you're gonna have the first half on the first side, which is those first songs you mentioned, and then here I come uh, leads off the second side. You know what I mean? That's why we put that rocker. It's right all right, I like that. Rockers usually end up as one of the first songs, but we had a few of them, so. Um, we started the second side of the vinyl with "Here I Come." That's one of my favorites. That's it, yeah. And if you if you if you listen closely, um, it's on "Never Mind the Bullocks." Uh, I mean, I was I was listening to "Problems" often. Uh, Never mm-hmm. mind uh, the Bullocks, Sex Pistols, and that kind of just the vibe of that. You know, it's like, oh, I, mean, I want to do something like that, but maybe even a little faster, you know. So that's yeah. where the, the the impetus for that is, you know. It's it's great. I actually, you know, it's, that's one of the songs I actually asked, like, man, if this isn't vinyl, this sounds like it's a vinyl album to me. I like to hear it in vinyl, the, 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 you know, the, yeah. the frequencies on it, the crunch, the needle, even going, <laughs> you know, the whole effect. Yeah. I want to hold an album in my sweaty fingers, yeah. you know. Definitely, uh, we're definitely pressing it as well, so. Good. Yeah, get some good artwork in there. Get some more life shots. Are always the best. Life on the road. Those are the best vinyl album covers. You know, we have um, a guy illustrating some stuff for us right now, breaking through the barricade. So we'll see what he comes up with. But in the insert, um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, and photos you know, and lyrics. It's shots, though. Don't you think that people uh, would think it's a, a live album? I mean, I usually see live shots with live albums. I think nowadays, generationally, nobody knows the difference. Like, they don't think like that. Don't you remember in the 70s looks, look, grabbing the albums? And you just wanted the band because they you know, they're, they're taking pictures because they're on tour writing the songs at the last minute. All the pictures that they have of the band were either shot for a magazine or on the road. And they're half asleep on a couch. Or you know what I mean? Those are where they're getting pictures from because the, the the record cycle. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair now, enough. I think people like live shots. I mean, look at your Instagram. Like, look at where the popular shots are you guys have. It's, you know... Yeah. The guitar shots, oh, the jumping. Don't have live shots because that's a convenience. We don't. We we rarely. I don't. I don't remember the last time we were in a studio to uh, shoot a photo. Well, you know, we were on. Uh, we were on tour. Uh, I guess one of actually one of the shows this year. Uh, you know what? I stand corrected. One of the shows this year, we 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 took some studio shots, but like like, a, like at the Walmart, right? <laughs> Yeah. The studio? yeah. <laughs> that would be an insert right there. That's what you should do. Yeah. The yeah. Buckcherry family photo from like Walmart and then put it right in there. That would be hilarious. That'd be funny. I, you know, like, I guess, you know, like if we were more on the Foo Fighters tip, it might be, you know, funny. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it would go over well as funny. I mean, 
Yeah. Right here it is funny, but in theory that we're like, what is what the hell are you guys thinking about? It's a it's a good serious rock record. It's not a you know, it's it's good. And I think you're right, it it, it belongs on vinyl. Um yeah. talking about beat driven songs, junk. No, dude, no, wait, that's gone. Uh the rhythm drives that song. I mean it's not, it's not you don't hear it over the guitars, but the rhythm of the guitars we play is that that beat. Yeah, we, we we definitely sat and um uh, mapped out a beat for that one. Marty's also, Marty Fredrickson is uh, originally a drummer. So um, he's really uh, tuned in to that and, and what what beats are right. Because a lot of times I'm, I'm programming here for, just for demos, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes there are beats a, a drummer wouldn't necessarily do or fills, you know. And right. I mean, that's, that's where I kind of get tripped up. I'm a guitar player, so I don't think like that. But Marty, he, he definitely has uh, his finger on the pulse. He knows, um, you know, how to keep it simple or keep, you know, get it intricate when it needs to be. So, and he knows what swings and what doesn't. So, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the groove on that one is uh, awesome. Um, as far as the soloing on that one, I believe I used the, uh, uh, I, I, I got I stopped at Jim Dunlop and Joey O hooked me up with a, a bunch of new stuff to try and a submachine fuzz. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like an Octavia, but it also has a strong low frequency that you can, you know, dial in and dial out. So, um, but yeah, that's what I remember. It, it works with the song too. I mean, all the guitar sounds work perfectly with the rhythm. Everything just fits. It's like the perfect puzzle. I, I want, I want to, you know, like, I also want to do a big shout out to uh, Damon Johnson. Um, he lent us a few amps just to try, you know, like, cause we were, uh, we had some amps from uh, Joe Perry over there. And um, I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was guitar, right? two that were, we did it at, at Quad or uh, Sienna Studios. And uh, we were using a bunch of amps there. And then we used, uh, and then Damon, uh, Marty's friends with Damon, he's like, hey, you want to try uh, this uh, Marshall uh, Plexi? I think it was a 70, maybe it was a metal face, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal front. Um, but we tried a Plexi, uh, uh, an old uh, Super Lead, and, and then we tried two uh, uh, Silver Jubilees. And uh, the, the, those Jubilees were are just awesome, you know. That's that was my amp of choice for a long time. But anyway, so and they can straddle the heavier stuff we do, and then you just dial down all the gain, and then uh, songs like uh, "Ain't Wasting No More Time" it fits for that. Uh, I know that we used um, some Vox type amps for um, "No More Lies." You know what I mean? And that's kind of our Zeppelin, uh, Jamaica kind of vibe song. <laughs> yeah, it was actually so good. You're hitting all the guitar stuff. I would have gone back over, so you kind of already gotten it along the way, so good. Um, Wasting No More Time. Not a ballad. No. But not a rocker. It's almost like a, a Southern rock, Louisiana slow cooker i guess I, I i was thinking about it i'm like i don't even know where to put it because it's not fast it's 
the jammy, not Skinner, but it's kind of got that real. No, I mean, it, it's, it's a mid tempo. Uh, I'd say more adult contemporary kind of song, but it's not adult. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. But it, it's, um, <laughs> don't ever say that. <laughs> you know, I would say it's in, in the, in, in the, uh, wheelhouse of Tom Petty, Neil Young. Yes. Yes. Like okay. Yeah. I give it that. This is the, the song where, you know, we're, uh, blatantly saying Buck Cherry is getting older and getting older gracefully. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not just trying to, you know, be the same band we were 15 years ago. Well, so, you proved you still can do it though. in the other songs though. So yeah. it's not like you're, yeah, it's not, I mean, you're not. I mean, we still can do it, but we, you know, we want to show range that, that we can grow as writers. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is as strong as your first also, album. You know, like I think for us, it's, this is also part of the spectrum of music that we like, you know what I mean? Like we also, <laughs> you know, like we, you mentioned, uh, in another interview about Prince and all that and the, yep. and the more funky kind of influence. But this is also, you know, we love anything from Tom Petty to Neil Young, even John Cougar, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the spectrum is is wide. So I get that. It's, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it makes the albums fun. It, it, yeah, it, it's cohesive that way. The songs are different, but it's a cohesiveness. Um, yeah, I heard it kind of a southern ballad type of thing, which is kind of the way I, I consider southern rock is kind of what I consider Tom Petty, and I like Tom Petty, so it's kind of Florida, right? Right, right on. Um, the way is pretty much the ballad when you're talking about pretty yeah. much a strong piano, strong voice, a lot of emotion in his voice. That's you, yeah, the, the, you man, you man, that was nice. What the piano, or I'm not yeah. saying, well, no, no, I know that it's a piano, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's like you. It's a good thing. No, that piano is nice. I'm the harmonica and gun, and I'm the piano in the way. Yeah, that is. It's so good. Cool. Good job, man. Yeah, that would was. Would you learn that piano playing? That was uh, written right here, on the piano right over there. Um, and. Uh, I remember, you know, like it was sometime, my my dad passed in uh, July, and, uh, you know, it was just a, a late night around here, somber, and um, I was just kind of playing with uh, different chords, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, you know, I'm not a piano player, uh, but... Uh, I can fake a little bit and uh, you did a job here. Yeah. And then, um, it, it just kind of, it came together pretty quickly, you know, and I've, you know, I've, I've always listened to a lot of Beatles. So huge fan. So it, it's, it's, it's so good. I mean, and I hear that as being like your, if you're going to, if, if we're talking singles old school, I mean, I could see it being like probably your third or fourth song in the summertime as things open up and you guys are out about, yeah, you know, I, that's you know, a good, outside song for people to be singing and you know yeah i think the the schedule the early schedule is going to be so hot as first and wasting yep. our time is second and um hellbound is third so they'll yeah. all, all be yep. singles and videos so those are great that's what they tell me but you know that could be the coffee talking well maybe the, the way it could be the fourth then by the time it'll be hopefully everything's be open you know, uh, you know it's, it's it's really good. I mean, that would have been like your big, probably breakthrough.
ballady song on every album. I'm sure you didn't write it like it's a ballad because it's not really a ballady ballady, you know, like the other songs. It's just yeah. a really good. Yeah, I mean, who know, you know, who knows? You know, like I, I, I know that we um, also didn't want to. Um, I don't know. Keep doing the same things, you know, that we we did on the on the last few mm-hmm. records, you know. So, um, but you are who you are, you know what I mean. And um, we were just writing songs, and that one came out, and uh, it's, we it's, it's good. Uh, you guys uh, write some really good ballads, though. I mean, you know, slow ballady songs. You guys write really good ones, though. You know, it's yeah. Oh, thanks. It's good to be good at something. The last song is actually Barricade, which is we're getting a title from too. That to me is like almost like an anthem song. Like that would be a good opening song for like Yeah. To start a show with that that is just so That one's got like an arena chorus. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I heard that it's like yeah, an arena, very like a chanty sing along, like it's it opens up. I think they're all sing along, but that one for sure I can I, I just the vibe of it is like an arena tune for sure. Um, right at the chorus, I heard. I actually visualized I'm like that would be an opening song. Like first thing I said when I heard it, I'm like that would be. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, and that one's got over. You know, like if you if you strip it down, that's a super Beatlesy too uh, underneath. But mm-hmm. uh, there's you know like we you, we use big amps for that one, big drums. Uh, for the most part, we didn't use. We weren't going for a lot of gain, like we, you know, like some of the more recent albums have, or even Josh Todd and the Conflict. We went. We, we we used almost no gain. We wanted the school of thought was ACDC barely cracks that open. You know, what I mean, if you listen to some Aerosmith yeah. records, they're not. You know, it's not super gainy guitar tones, and so yeah. it's kind of what we were going with. You know, and more stuff, you know, like you pan hard right and left, and then it gives so much more room for every, everything else, you know. So. It, it, the best part is this is one of those albums that sounds really good in headphones. Like, it, yeah. you get real. You know, some albums are, like, good, and they're like, oh, you got, you know, it's, like, flat. This album is really just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a definitely a, head, a headphone. Yeah. You hear all the different things. Our friend uh, Anthony Fox, who uh, helped out on 15, he's also still uh, connected with... Marty Fredrickson. All the while, we're going to shoot um, So Hot, Ain't Wasting No More Time, and Hellbound for uh, March, April, May releases. Do all at once and lock them up. That's that. Yeah, I mean, I think since we have the time, you know, we'll, 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 do, we'll shoot those at the end of this month and next month. Thanks, all man. Right. Thanks, we'll Sean. All right, all right, bye. bye.